So you are doing some research here. Yeah, so uh, Cam the intern. Got oh, his own, own podcast. Got his own podcast. But it looks good. Looks good. Logos, good Maybe graphics. Maybe it sounds good, too. Oh, Cam. Hardworking kid. Cam? Yeah. Every day that kid's stock goes up a little Doesn't bit. A little bit. Ryan Hurtry on the way. It's good off the backboard and in. I'm sorry. What a take by Tucker. Jones, another steal. Spin on Caldwell and the layup's good. I would like to see you hold a mirror up to yourself and interview yourself. As good as this was, it could only be better if it was all you. Tuning in, I was a fan. I was like, man, let's do it. Cam, thanks so much for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Joined today for the first time, Cam Isamone. Gallagher's going to have to shoot it from beyond the arc. And it's good. Jacobs for three. He got it! My goodness, what a shooting performance by I think Cam's Corner is great. Tune in to Cam's Corner. This kid's going to make it. <laughs> He's going to make it here. Back guys, welcome back to another episode of Cam's Corner. Today, joining me, one of the sports directors for ABC Six, and currently was a professor at URI, where I go as well in the fall semester. The first time around, uh, sports media, so teaching students sports media and broadcasting. It's Nick Coit. Nick, I appreciate you taking the time to join me today, man. Cam, great to be with you, man. It's still weird to hear somebody call me a professor. It's just very strange. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I'm I'm getting used to it, and I I really do really do enjoy it. It's awesome. No, for sure. And hopefully, you know, down the road, I'm fortunate enough to get uh, you as a professor if you continue to teach. Um, and, you know, before we get into everything that you've done uh, so far this year and throughout your career, uh, I did want to ask you, you know, just to start off, like where you're originally from and, you know, uh, where that like passion for sports, like how you first got involved with uh, sports and everything like that at a young age. Yeah. Um, so I'm originally from Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, home where, where the Pilgrims landed, uh, America's hometown. All of that. Yep. We got the rock. We got the Mayflower, all of that. Um, so yeah, I'm not too, not too far away. Um, and that's, you know, that's the great thing about working in Providence and working in Rhode Island is that, uh, you know, it's not too far from my family. My family can actually get me on TV. Um, and that's, that's a great thing. Um, cause family's everything and it's, you know, important to have close to you. Um, in terms of getting into the industry, um, you know, look, I grew up in Plymouth and, you know, I grew up a Boston sports fan, so I'm a fan of the the big four, Red Sox, Celtics, Bruins, Patriots, uh, developed a love for all of them. And so, uh, and I grew up playing baseball, uh, Plymouth is a baseball town. Um, and so that's, that's where some of the sports passion came from. I found out at, uh, probably around middle school that I was a, I was a decent performer. Um, and that was sort of my, where my talents were was, was being in front of people. Um, you know, I got the lead in, um, in guys and dolls in the sixth grade, uh, as Nathan Detroit and everything kind of, you know, went from there. Um, so I did a lot of theater growing up, did a lot of stage and, um, you know, it, it was something that I, you know, those were two passions of mine. And at one point in high school, it, it, it sort of clicked for me that, okay, how can I combine the two? Um, and the, the story I always tell, and I think I told to my class last semester, um, the, the movie dodgeball came out in 2004 ish. Classic. Yeah. And, and this was, uh, around my junior year of high school. And since it was so popular, uh, I had a few friends that were running a, um, an organization that, you know, does charity work, whatever. And they were raising money. And so they put together a, uh, a dodgeball tournament. And they said they wanted the whole, they had one of the whole works. They wanted the teams, they wanted the characters, you know, all that. And so my friends that were running, it came to me and another friend of mine, Sam, and said, Hey, um, 
we need the two guys from ESPN eight, the Ocho. Would you want to do commentary for this dodgeball tournament? And I was like, well, yeah, that sounds like a blast. And I sort of took it as a, you know, performance sort of thing. And we, they gave us two microphones and the whole gym could hear us. And we were just doing play-by-play or doing post-match interviews, whatever. And we had an absolute blast. And I kid you not, Kim, the next day, I had three teachers come up to me at separate times during the day and say, you know, you were actually really good at that. You should think about doing that as a career. And that's when the light bulb went off. And it was like passion for sports, passion for performance, put them together. And I got sports broadcasting. And that's how I landed into, you know, going this direction. Wow. And did what, what year was that in high school? You said junior year of high school. So I was right. what, 16, 17. Okay. So then, um, after that, like your senior year, what was the, the the mindset like for you, you know, going into like the college scene? And uh, I know you went to Emerson College. Like how, one, how did you decide on that? And two, your senior year, did you get involved in like anything else besides that? Like I know you said the dodgeball tournament was kind of like the kickstart to that. So like, was there anything like that? Like uh, your senior year? Yeah, they started doing um, TV news uh, at Plymouth North High School where I went. Uh, it was during my senior year, um, admittedly. And they, and they have a great program now. Uh, admittedly, I didn't uh, catch on to it or stick on to it because it was just starting out and I landed the lead in Macbeth as, as Macbeth. So I, instead of trying to get involved in that, I used my fifth period study to memorize Shakespeare, um, which was a real challenge. And I really did need the time to do that. Um, so I didn't get involved with it then. Um, but it was at Emerson that, you know, I was, I knew I wanted to do it. And so I took the time to apply to schools and um, apply to journalism schools. And, you know, URI was one of the, one of the schools that I looked at. Um, but Emerson just kind of had it all for me. Um, you know, I could still play baseball. Um, I could be involved in a great journalism program. They had a great track record. And so, yeah, it just came down to that. And that's where I decided to go. And it was a fantastic decision because it was a great school. It gave me, gave me a lot of knowledge. I had great professors. I had great, um, you know, instruction, great direction. Um, and yeah, it was, it was everything in terms of building my career. Yeah. And you were able to play baseball. Like you said, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. was it tough to balance, uh, like, you know, maybe programs you got into as far as like the sports media aspect of it, trying to like build up a career and then like play baseball at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's always a balance if you're in, at any level. And I mean, I was a division three, I might've been the worst division three baseball player in America. <laughs> um, but I loved playing it and I love being on the team and, you know, my best friends are all, you know, guys that I played baseball with, whether it was in high school or college. So, um, always loved that team aspect and it, yeah, it was, it was a balance, but the great thing about Emerson was, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it wasn't a division one athlete, uh, division one, they, those guys deals with, so, you know, guys and girls deal with so much. Um, and so the balance, I, I really, I try to understand that when I'm teaching some of the guys that, you know, and girls that I have in my class and, um, you know, with division three, with Emerson, the, the understanding was like, look, I'm not going to the major leagues. So, you know, we're playing and we're committed to it and we want to play well and show out, but we also know that, you know, everybody's here for their majors, everybody's here for their careers and, you know, want to further that down the line. And, um, you know, I had friends on the team that, that were marketing majors. They got into marketing. I had friends in the team. My buddy, Jeff Kolb is sports anchor at Fox four in Dallas. Um, and you know, he was under, he was a pitcher on the team committed to it, you know, he was a good player. Um, but he knew that at some point the career was going to be the, the focus. And that's sort of what it, you know, did for me too. 
Right. Like what were the types of programs like you were involved in, like at the same time as playing? Like, uh, you know, like I know for just for me, my aspect, like a lot of things like um, I'm fortunate enough to call games on ESPN plus for URI. I'm fortunate enough to call games over the radio and, uh, you know, sideline report for football and any, any other sports. So like for you at the time, like what were some of those programs like at Emerson? Great. Um, I'll tell you, the ESPN plus, you know, and streaming is such a great thing for for everybody at URI and and for you guys. It, what a great opportunity. That's that's something we it, it was just sort of coming around, you know, the streaming and that now I mean, it's like any athletic event there is there's a stream for it. It's wild. Um, it hadn't grown to that point quite yet. Um but we had a lot of great organizations on campus, whether it was uh, Emerson Independent Video, EIV. Uh, we did a lot of, you know, newscasts sort of things. We did, I did news updates um, for EIV. I did news updates for WERS, 88.9, the FM station, um, which still people in Boston will listen to outside of campus, which is great. Um, you know, with EIV, we did a, we did a show called Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Um, that was a, basically a sports debate show. It was before, it was right before the hot take era started in, in sports media. Um, and it was just us guys and girls going on and, and talking about sports, debating different topics, wide, wide topics. And, um, you know, EIV, uh, put together a bunch of those different shows, but this was like sort of the, it was a great time for that to happen because there was a lot of people. And this reminds me of what I'm seeing on campus with URI now, there was a lot of kids that wanted to get into sports media that had a lot of talent. Um, and a lot of them went on to get into the industry. Um, and, you know, and if it wasn't in the industry there, it was in something else that they're, you know, flourishing in now, but we had a lot of kids that were involved in it. Um, and I, I don't know if they're still doing uh, unsportsmanlike conduct, but it was, it was really, really fun. There's old clips online somewhere. Um, and it's actually ironic um, because being involved in that show is actually how Ian and I, Ian Steele, my partner at ABC six really got connected, um, because Ian was a few years behind me and he ended up being a host of the show. And, you know, we had connected before, but we connected again. When I came back for an alumni show, this was around 2014, which is, I think the year that Ian graduated and, um, you know, we connected then and stayed in touch and years later it led to him you know, becoming my, uh, my tag team partner. Yeah, that's awesome. And was there any like internships that you were involved in at the time too, like mixing in, uh, you know, obviously probably closer to like your like uh, junior and senior years. Yeah. Um, I, I had two great internships that propelled me into the, into the industry. Um, one of them was I did play by play for a summer, uh, with the Katua Cavaliers of the Cape Cod baseball league. Uh, and it was awesome uh 51 games my buddy nick who's now the head baseball coach at emerson um nick and i did uh 51 games they won the championship that summer which was awesome uh and i mean the talent you see come through the cape league is whew, it's immense um i think colton wong was the mvp that summer um we had mike yastrzemski on our team we had Devin marrero who was a first round pick of the the red sox um trying to think of some of the other guys that went through there. Um, there was, there was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of them. Um, I could go on and on thinking about some of the names and players and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great and gave me a lot of great real world experience. Cause we were just calling games every night. Um, and, and it was cool. Like kind of, kind of gave us free reign. 
Uh, and then the other internship I did was uh, spring of my senior year at Emerson. I interned with uh, Boston 25 News uh, in, in uh, Dedham, Mass, and um, made a lot of great connections. And that got my foot in the door uh, into the industry because basically what happened was I did the internship for four or five months. They liked my work. They liked what I did for them. And around the time of graduation, they, they needed producing help. Um, because their sports anchor had left and their lead sports producer, he and his wife were about to have their first kid. And so they, they needed the help. And so they came to me and they said, well, how would you like to be a freelance producer? We'll hire you on. And so I graduated from Emerson and got my diploma on a Monday. And on Tuesday, I walked into Boston 25 as a freelance producer and got my foot in the door. So those are huge. You get great internships. You'll learn a lot, but it can also open the door for you. Yeah. What was your mindset like at that time? I mean, I want to definitely ask you that because I mean, uh, for me, like now at, uh, you know, 20 years old, like kind of almost nearing my end of my college career, um, definitely have to look at, you know, real world jobs and stuff like that. Still trying to get some more internship experience. But for you, like you said, like you graduated and then that next day, you know, a week or so, whatever it was like, you're in the, you know, you're in your first real job. So like for you, what was your mindset? Like, you know, going into everything? Yeah, it's, um, you want to have a great work ethic and you want to be persistent. Um, that's, that's two things that I really pride myself on. Um, and look, we working in sports media, it's, it's, you know, my, my old sports director, Ken Bell used to say, it's like working in the toy department. Like we're lucky we get to do what we do. We're not digging ditches for a living. Um, but if you want to succeed, you want to work hard at it. You know, you want to, and you want to work hard at making connections and building relationships, uh, because it is about who, you know, um, and if you, the more people, you know, the more doors can open for you. Um, and the, the harder you work, you're going to build those sorts of relationships. And so, you know, that's my best advice to people is just meet people, shake their hands, work hard at it, get your name out there, do things like this, you know, doing a podcast, getting your name out, building your brands, that sort of thing. Um, and then with, with social media and with podcasting and with all these online, um, you know, things you can do, I think it's for you guys, it's, it sort of streamlines the process. I wasn't doing a podcast in college. Um, cause it wasn't a, it, it was just kind of coming up. Um, and there's just so many avenues. Twitter was just coming up. I mean, I, the first thing I remember breaking on Twitter that was like, wow, this is like a breaking news app. Like we're going to see this happen was when the Celtics traded Kendrick Perkins to the Oklahoma city thunder. And that was years ago, but that's one of the first times I remember hearing people like cite Twitter as a you know, breaking news app and up to the minute updates and whatnot, people building their brands and their names and whatnot. And now it's commonplace. And that's the great thing for, you know, people trying to get in the industry is that, you know, you can get your foot in the door that way by people noticing you on social media and online too. Right. And like from Boston 25 for, uh, for yourself, like, you know, you had a lot more experience after that as well. I know you worked in Maine. It's like one of the top news stations over there. And then, you know, at WEI too, which I almost interned there, but again, I interned at uh sports hub this past summer. So, um, you know, just talk about like the adjustment, you know, what that's like just moving, uh, you know, you haven't really moved, have to move like super far, but, you know, working in Maine for a little bit, coming back to new England and just like that adjustment process and, you know, that time period for yourself. Yeah. I got lucky that I didn't have to leave new England. Um, and that's, that's luck uh, because a lot of people have to go to, different places in the middle of, you know, America somewhere where there's not a lot of civilization, whatever it's different, different living, different kinds of people, whatever. Um, I got lucky going to Bangor, Maine and 
oh man, I, I so enjoyed my experience up there. It's different. Bangor, Maine is different from Providence, Rhode Island and different from Plymouth, Mass and different from Boston. Like it's, it's a different world up there. Um, but I so enjoyed my time up there. I worked at WABI TV five, which was the, the top rated station on the market. Um, a lot of industry, you know, uh, veterans there. Uh, I had a great, great mentor in Tim Throckmorton, who was the sports director there for 30 plus years. Um, and he pushed me to be better. And, and the great thing about going to a small place is that you get your mistakes out. You know, you go and you really learn things. You, they send you out with a camera to do a story and say, go figure it out. Um, they send you out to a game, go figure it out. Um, they throw you into the fire. You know, you go on, on TV and maybe there's a technical error or something like that. Figure it out. This is what it's going to happen. It's live TV. Um, and so I, I learned all of those, those different things. And, you know, the great thing about going to a small place, it can sound scary, um, particularly if you're going far away somewhere, but you're not the only one. And if you get into television, you go on the small market route, there's going to be other people that are doing the same thing. And I have such a great bond with uh, some of my best friends in the industry are people that I started out with in Bangor, Maine. Um, you know, they, they were 23, 24 years old, just like me and had their first job and we all kind of bonded together. And now I've got, you know, my friend Jackie is a, uh, you know, well-respected news anchor in Harrisburg, PA. Um, you know, my friends, Caitlin and Taylor work at NBC, Connecticut. Um, you know, they've had great long careers. Now they're such pros. Uh, my buddy, Terry Stackhouse, uh, works up in, um, Portland, Maine now at WMTW, ABC affiliate up there. He's such a, such a pro, wonderful guy, worked with him night side, like all these people. And that's the thing you get in the industry, you get your, your, your foot in the door and all of these connections that you have, they start out in Bangor, Maine. And now I can tell you, you could name a market and I probably know somebody there because I've worked with so many people in the industry and everybody goes all these different places. And, um, you know, but we, we have a great bond, the, the people I started out with because, um, we were all there together. And so I'm not making a lot of money, um, living off a small salary, but instead of going out to the bars on a Friday night, we were getting a, you know, maybe, maybe a little real here, but we were all splitting a 30 rack and having a good time, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's, that's the way it was. That's the way it was. Exactly. That's the, that's the part of like, you know, living out a dream. Like you get to do like the best job in the world, call sports and cover sports. And, um, you know, for, for someone like me, I definitely want to get down that path. I definitely, you know, just doing podcasts and everything I can get myself into, you know, I, I've really been able to talk to a lot of cool people like yourself. And, um, over the past year, just doing this, it's like, it's really eye opening, And it, it shows me that, you know, it, it takes a lot of hard work, but, um, my mindset hasn't changed since the start uh, of me deciding that I wanted to do this. So, um, you know, like I said, I appreciate you taking the time. It means a lot. And, um, to hear more about like those experiences that you had, like uh, WEI as well, uh, like a show I grew up, you know, listening to as well. Like, um, you know, did you intern there before you started working there like uh, full time? I didn't. Um, with EEI, it was uh, I was filling in. Um, okay. And here's I mean, the connection there was, um, you know, Scott Cordishi, who's my co-host now. Scott was doing the show Saturday mornings with uh, John Rook, who is the uh, play by play voice of the Providence Friars and PA announcer for the Patriots at Gillette Stadium. John does a ton of different things. But John was my professor of sports reporting at Emerson College my junior year. 
So that, that was the connection there. When I got to this market, John was thrilled because he's like, oh my gosh, one of my guys is coming, coming to this market. And, um, you know, he got me involved and he was like, look, I'm, you know, there's going to be some shows where I need some fill-ins. And so he asked my, my friend, Jeff Kolb and I to fill in with Scott. And, um, you know, we did that on a, on a consistent basis. And then, um, you know, John decided he had some other things going on and he said, why don't you take over the reins and, and step in as the co-host with Scott. And it, it grew from there. We've been doing it over five years. Uh, I, I love it. It's such a, such a great thing to, to look forward to at the end of the week. Um, the early wake up call, I've gotten used to it. Um, you know, for a guy that works nightside uh, with his day job, it can be tough on a Saturday morning, but I know that there's a lot of people that appreciate it and listen. Um, and that's, it's so, so fun for us. It's two hours a week where I can vent about sports and have an opinion and it's great. Yeah, exactly. And to do it on like a national, like, you know, platform, like, you know, I do this online for, you know, a couple hundred people, but, you know, to do it at that level, it's, you know, pretty cool. And uh, eye opening too, like, uh, like, for, like, for like myself, like seeing it in like firsthand in person, like, it's like, wow, like you could do this as a job. You know what I mean? It's, it's really cool to, to see that. And, you know, like fast forwarding for yourself, like, um, I did want to ask you about Brown, because you do do a lot of the commentating for Brown as well on ESPN plus. So um, talk about how that initially came to you and like how it's been um, I believe you've been doing it what since 2018, I think 2018 ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that was building the connection with Scott, um, mm -hmm. you know, on Saturday mornings, it all kind of bleeds out. You can, it all connects, can yeah. it all connects. Um, but yeah, Scott and I have been working well together and he said, Hey, you know, we need some help. We're, you know, Ivy league's making a deal with ESPN plus we want to beef up some of the broadcasts, whatever. And so, you know, I started out doing play by play for men's basketball and, um, you know, now I'm doing, you know, some colors, some sidelines, some, I'm kind of floating around doing a bunch of different things. Um, but it's fun. It's fun to be around an athletic program like that. Um, you kind of get a peek behind the curtain. Um, and these are teams that I cover for my day job too. So I'm going to be there a lot anyways. So, you know, why not hop on and, um, doing live sports like that, a live sports broadcast is, it can be very different from doing, you know, your sports cast, your sports cast, very, you know, it's written out. It's here's the news of the day. Here's your, you know, you can make your own opinions on it. I'm just presenting it to you with live sports. You're reacting to what's going on and um, you know, it makes for a, it, it's a different kind of rush. It's, it's really fun. Um, you know, and you know, Mike Martin's had a great, you know, basketball program there. Um, you know, there's been a lot of memorable nights, memorable games, um, you know, the football program has been, you know, building up here with James Perry and, um, yeah, so I've, I've gotten to do a lot of great games and it's fun. It's fun to be involved with live sports. It keeps you fresh, you know, calling the action as, as it goes. Yeah. And for you, like, uh, if you were to pick, like, what's like, um, your favorite part of sports media and just working with sports. Like, I know it's tough to pick from like reporting and, and calling games and anchoring as well, but you know, I mean, maybe not even from like a physical aspect, like just in your mind, like what's your favorite part of your job? I think my favorite part is meeting all the cool people that we get to meet um, and building some of those relationships, because as much as it's a privilege to, to do this, and as much as I really enjoy going on the air every night and going on the air Saturday mornings and going on the air with Brown, whatever, um, you get to meet a lot of cool people, talk to a lot of cool people, build some great relationships. Um, and that's, that's really, you look forward to that. You look forward to going to, Hey, Ed Cooley's got a press conference today. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear what he has to say, but you know, a couple minutes before we're talking about what's going on 
you know, in our lives or we're talking about what's going on with the program or whatever, or I go up to, you know, I go up to Bryant and I know the men's basketball team's practicing, but it's, it's great to talk to, you know, coach Grasso about, you know, what the program's looking like at the, at the moment, you know, how's the kids, how's the family, how's this, how's that, you know, going to local high school, seeing the coaches and the athletic directors, how's it going here? Like that, the people that you see and meet and work with and interact with, like it's, it's, uh, that's what makes it really, really fun. And I think that's a unique thing that Rhode Island presents is that it's a lot of local connections, local sports that you get to cover. And uh, I, I genuinely you know, look forward to that every day. Right. And going back a little bit uh, to like the first time you uh, were given the opportunity for ABC six, you know, what was that? Um, you know, how did that come to you? Like, what was the experience like the first few years doing it? And then like, you know, working alongside someone like Ian Steele and, being able to be promoted with him as a sports director. Yeah, I was really lucky. I came in and um, so I got the job again because of a connection. Uh, I had a, a friend, um, my friend, Nikki Gerber was the, um, was one of the news reporters. She was the morning reporter and she'd reached out to me because she knew I was looking around trying to, you know, move up and get closer to home and said, he's still looking for, you know, a job. I said, well, yeah. And she said, well, the sports anchor, you know, weekend sports anchor jobs opening up at, at six, you should apply. And, um, this was like a, Oh gosh, it was like a Monday night. She texted me. I had a reel put together. I had my resume ready to go. I sent it to the news director and I kid you not, Cam at 10 AM the next morning, I was at the station there for an interview. It happened that fast. Um, and then, you know, they went through the process of interviewing other candidates, whatnot, but I, I think I stood out because I jumped at it. And, um, you know, eventually they got back to me and said, we're going to hire you. And, um, you know, I got to work with Ken Bell, um, legendary sports director at ABC six, 35 years. Uh, I got to work with him his last four and a half years of his career. Um, just a, the nicest band you'll ever meet, but a guy that he knows television, he knows how it works. He knew the ins and outs and what makes good TV and whatnot. And I learned so much from him in that regard. And we had such a blast working together. Um, and then, yeah, I, it, it, when I knew he was retiring, um, you know, the station, I was lucky enough, the station approached me and said, we'd like to make you the sports director. And I was flattered. I was honored. I was, it was awesome. Um, Cause it's exactly what I wanted to do. And so I moved up and they, we searched around for a uh, weekend sports anchor. Um, and, you know, Ian stood out uh, among the candidates um, as a guy who, you know, I wanted to work with somebody that, um, you know, and look, I don't make the hires, um, but I, you know, they, they valued my input. And I, I basically said, you know, Ian's a, the perfect candidate because he's very similar to me. Um, he has a tremendous work ethic. He's passionate about it. And he's a social media wizard. And that had stood out to me in this small market job working out in Corpus Christi, Texas. I saw all the things he was doing and that really stood out. And so, you know, eventually went through a whole process and we got him here. Um, and I say it all the time, but I mean it. He's the best partner in the business. Um, he works his tail off. Um, he's relentless, um, but he's also, you know, a great, great person and a great friend. And so it's, it's really, it's fun for us to work together. We have such a great chemistry. Um, and, you know, he makes my life easier uh, on different occasions too. And we, it's important to work with people that, you know, you really enjoy working with, 
Um, but also you, you understand like, you know, they have a life, you have a life and that could be hard in this industry, you know, cause you commit yourself to it so much, but, um, you know, we take the time to make sure that, you know, per, you know, life events and holidays and those sorts of things, we work together to make sure that we both get to enjoy those sorts of things. And so, um, that more than anything, I really value, uh, about working with Ian. So, uh, I've been lucky. It's been a, a heck of a ride and I'm coming up on nine years at, at channel six and yeah, it's, it's been great. For sure. And, you know, most recently being named Rhode Island sportscaster of the year for the fourth time. I mean, um, like that must be an amazing feeling for you. Like how does that feel to accomplish uh, such an award uh, for, I mean, for the fourth time, I mean, you've, done, you've been there, you've done it, but you know, how does that make you feel? Uh, I'm honored, Cam. I was honored the first time it happened. Um, I'm, you know, I'm even more honored now. Um, you know, it's the best thing that you can earn from people in the industry is, you know, their respect. And that's why I'm so flattered by it. Um, because it's a sign of respect and, um, you know, I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, you know, as I just mentioned, I'm very, very appreciative of the opportunity I get to do this every day. And um, I wouldn't be earning honors like that if I didn't have a great partner like Ian, um, if I didn't have people at the station that really support us, um, you know, people like Hector Molina and Natalie Nuri who've stepped in and, you know, come out of the bullpen and help us as well. Um, you know, and it's the, the, the most flattering thing uh, has been, particularly this week after, you know, learning of the news being out, as I've just mentioned, it's great to see all the people that I see every day at the local high schools and colleges, people coming up to me and saying, congratulations. That's been really, really cool. People you don't expect people that you're like, wow, how did you hear about this? How did you talk? You know? And that's, that's really cool. The sign of respect. Um, that's yeah. It's, it's humbling to me. It, it really is. And I, I, get to do a job I love every day. And that's, that's the most important thing to me, but you know, to earn a pat on the bat like that is, it's really cool. Of course. And, you know, over the years, like, you know, your entire career, maybe even like uh, what's been like your favorite thing to cover uh, as an anchor, or maybe even like a play-by-play guy or color guy, like anything that you've done in your career. Like if you can think of something very, very memorable for you, like that you've been able to cover over the years. Yeah. I, I, there's been a lot now. Um, You know, I'm lucky enough to say I've covered four Super Bowls. Um, I've covered, uh, world series, watched my favorite team as a kid, the Red Sox won the world series in 2018, um, covered an NBA finals, covered a Stanley cup final, um, could be doing that again this spring, both of them, hopefully um, keeps, if it keeps up the way it is. Um, and I've, I've done a lot of really cool, I did the U S open last year. Um, that was really cool. Um, you know, but one of the coolest things, and I talk about how great local sports is, I got to cover, you know, cover the NCAA tournaments that I have. Last year was really memorable with Providence getting to the Sweet 16. That was really, really fun. An awesome team, an awesome season, um, you know, and that's up on the list too. I got to cover the PC Friars um, hockey team uh, in 2015, winning the national championship. And I always point to that as such a really, really fun run uh, a really, really fun spring, really see great season to cover because they were so talented. Um, and who knew they were going to go on a run to get to the, win the national championship and beat Jack Eichel and BU. And, you know, years later, you look at that team now and there's so many pros on that team. It was so talented and stacked. You know, I, I, Nolachari was one of the names, obviously that comes up because he played for the Bruins and, you know, it's Johnston guy and, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's so many guys that were on the team that are so talented. Um, and it was so fun being on the ice and, and seeing that happen, seeing a, a local school win a national championship. That that was a very, very memorable night and very, very memorable run. But I've gotten to cover a lot of a lot of great things. And, you know, you can't complain when the confetti's fallen at the Super Bowl and the Patriots have just won another one and another one and another one. The Red Sox won in the World Series and you're standing there in front of the MVP and you're interviewing him. And it's yeah, it's I, I've been really blessed. Yeah, that kind of segues into like another question I had. Like, what's been like a really cool experience? Like, you've been uh, with like interacting with like a player or something like that, or like uh, you know a coach, somebody like an historic coach like Bill Belichick. You know, maybe even being able to ask him a few questions, like something that uh, sticks out to you again in that aspect of like, wow, I'm really I get to talk to this person. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Yeah, there's been a lot of cool ones. Um, you know, when Brady was here, it's like you get to sit in a room with Tom Brady once a week at least. I mean, that's that's pretty darn cool. Um, you know, Bill is, you know, greatest coach of all time. He sometimes he's, he's going to answer your questions and you're going to be like, wow, that's a great answer. And sometimes he's not. And so you kind of deal with that. Um, but covering some of the, the great athletes in this, in this region has been awesome. Um, covering some of the local coaches that we get to cover. Um, you know, I mentioned Ed Cooley earlier. I mean, that's just, he's a, he could run for mayor of Providence and win tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's just so charismatic. He's a sound by machine, but He's also a great coach and great to talk to, um, you know, so there's, there's been a lot of cool people that you get to talk to and meet and um, you know, the list, the list goes on and on. One story that sticks out to me as a, as a guy that was a baseball guy growing up um, during, you know, our COVID times and, you know, during the pandemic at the height of it, working from home a lot. And Ian and I actually put together a, a half hour special on the Pawtucket Red Sox leaving um, and it was sort of looking back at all of the 50 years of the Paw Sox. And I ended up doing a story on the, the longest game. And I got to sit on a zoom and it was on zoom, but whatever, it was me one-on-one. I got on a zoom and I got to talk about the longest game. And I got to talk a little baseball with Cal Ripken jr. And that was really freaking cool. I was like, Oh my God, I'm on a zoom with Cal Ripken jr. Like a hall of famer guy grew up watching the iron man, like all of that. And he was such a nice guy. It was a great conversation. When you get to do things like that, you're like, whoo, pinch yourself. That's a really, really cool thing. Right. And, you know, it's kind of closing everything out, kind of uh, put big, uh, one big question into one, you know, your message to the youth, you know, somebody like me, uh, and, you know, like being able to teach at the University of Rhode Island, um, you know, what, what do you teach uh, to your students and like uh, maybe like a hardship that you have to deal with in your life and uh, your career uh, that kind of meshes into one, like, uh, you know, not, you know, backing down, always pushing through and working hard to, you know, get to those goals. So, like, again, like I said, somebody like me, what would your message be to the youth and what do you teach to your students uh, at URI? Yeah, just um, try everything. Try everything, especially when you're at URI, when you're in school, see what sticks. You might find something that you thought you liked and you don't. And you might like some part of the industry that that surprises you. You may find something that you didn't think you liked and maybe you like. Um, maybe it's sports radio. Maybe it's podcasting. Maybe it's being on TV. Maybe it's producing and being behind the scenes, being a photographer, all those sorts of things. Try it all. The resources are at your hands in school. Um, and particularly a school like URI, I think the Harrington school is really on the rise. Um, there's a lot of alumni that are coming out of there that are going right into the industry and having success. Um, and so 
yeah, try everything, be persistent and don't get discouraged because you're going to be told no at some points. You're going to apply for jobs when you're coming out of school and people won't respond. It only takes one. It takes one person to believe in you. It does. It takes one station, it takes one entity, whatever it is, and then you get your foot in the door. So be persistent about it. Um, don't get discouraged um, and, and go after it. If you, have the, if you have the passion for it, go after it um, and build those relationships because that can go a, a long way. Um, so yeah, go after it. And, and yeah, that'd be my best advice. Try everything and, and see what sticks. For sure, Nick. And again, I appreciated a ton for you joining Camp's Corner. Uh, I did want to ask you again, like my last question is just like, uh, what did you think of the podcast again? And uh, who might you want to see as a future guest, you know, coming down in the future? Oh, it's great to talk with you, buddy. Um, sure. Yeah. Uh, future guests. I mean, Hey, aim for the sky, man, whatever you can, whatever you can get. But um, you know, talking to people on the local level, uh, I think you always find some really, really cool stories. So, um, you know, keep talking to people on the local sports scene. Cause I think they, they all have great stories to tell. But then, you know, aim, aim high. You, you never know who you could get, Kim. You never know who could say yes to an interview that would come on and, and chat with you. So whether it's an athlete, whether it's somebody that you, you know, watch, love, you know, grew up watching, whatever, you know, aim high because I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll do great. I appreciate it, Nick. And I'll be in touch when this is all out. And uh, again, I'll be in touch with you as well as far as internships goes, you know, for the summertime. I know it's a little bit uh, while away, but um you know, again, it means a lot for you to join, and I'll definitely see you soon, hopefully at another URI game coming down in the future. But, um, again, it means a lot for you to uh, take the time for you to talk to me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, pal. Yeah, happy to do it, man.